ladies, gentlemen, uncles, aunts, sisters, brothers, grandmas, and grandpas, thank you so much for taking 15 minutes of your day to tune in to the future legendary podcast of Legions of Goon. This is an episode number seven. This is episode number seven of Legions of Goon podcast. This is a special podcast where we talk about double or nothing. D-O-N. D-O-N happened on Saturday. And I promised you guys that I would post my results no later than Tuesday. I do want to start off by saying, I know you heard this before, I did not take much notes. Did not because I watched it with a friend, had a few cold, had a few cold ones, and I just sat there and I enjoyed the product. I will talk as much as I, as I remember of the show, and I'll give you my full rating of the show, and I'll give you my full honest opinion of the show. It won't be much... It might be a 10-minute podcast. Best friends. I didn't watch this match yet. That This was the pre-card. This was the... They call it the buy-in. Best friends versing... Uh, I can't remember who they versed. All I wrote down was they are number one contenders for the tag titles. They won the number one contender spot. The first match of the actual show was the ladder buy-in. The ladder match. The casino ladder match. Kind of like the Battle Royal last year. It starts off with two people. And it started off with Scorpio Sky and Kazarian. At first, they thought we worked together. You know, they kind of thought around for a good minute. And as they're thinking, what do we do? And before they actually, actually hit each other... The second man person came out, which was Kip Sabian. He came out with, um, he came out with uh, Jimmy Havoc. So Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian were out there attacking Scorpio's guy and Kazarian. Finally, Orange Cassidy comes out. Orange Cassidy, I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy. I love when Orange Cassidy actually wrestles a match. He had his match against Pac was amazing. His match against Ray Phoenix last week was good. But he was acting like he was playing his lazy character that he plays, and I'm okay with that. But it was too much. He didn't want to climb a ladder to grab the uh, to grab the poker chip. He just wanted to jump up and grab it. So he was trying to reach for it, reach for the sky type thing, and he couldn't reach for it cuz he it obviously is too short. So he was like, "Well, I don't want to grab a ladder." So he's literally looking trying to reach uh, then he put a ladder in the ring, and then he acted like he didn't know how to set the ladder up. So he was trying to, like, stand on the ladder with it just laying on the ground. And then he tried to, like, lift the ladder, like, open the ladder up. But it was still flat on the ground, you know what I mean? And he was trying to, like, maybe do it that way. Well, finally, as he's playing around with this ladder, while Scorpio Sky and Kazarian are fighting Kim, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc outside the ring, you're uh, another one of my favorites. I always call him one of my favorites, but he's definitely one of my guys I like. 
um, Colt Cabana came out. And then at first, Colt Cabana and um, Orange Cassidy were looking at the ladder, like, how do we do this? And then finally, um, Colt Cabana threw Orange Cassidy out the ring, and then he went to grab a ladder. Then everyone went in the ring, and they all started fighting. And then after that, after they're fighting for a while, Joey Janela came out, fighted for a little bit. Everyone was all over the place at this point. Jimmy Havoc is still out there, not in the match. Luchasaurus came out. And then finally, we're off to the last the last member. And if you guys remember last week, I said the last member is a mystery opponent. We did not know who it was. Um, is it Punk? I'm just kidding. I mean, but anyway, at this point, it could be anyone. It could be Punk. Clearly, it wasn't. It could be um, one of the Revival members. It could be Leo Rush. It could be, it could be anyone. It could be, it could be uh, Marty Skrull. We did not know who it was going to be. We did not know. So they're all fighting. And then finally you get the last countdown. It goes five, four, three, two, one. And then you hear the sound. You hear the sound. You can't stop the cage. It's fucking Brian Cage. Brian fucking Cage made his AEW debut. Finally, Brian Cage finally made his AEW debut. And let me tell you one thing. I'm excited for Brian fucking Cage. Because Brian Cage, like, let I did not, I liked it and I did like it at the same time. Because Brian Cage came out and he bullied everyone. He came out and he fucking threw George Cassidy. He threw um, Kip Sabian. He threw Jimmy Havoc. He threw fucking Joey Janela. He threw um, Cole Cabana. It was amazing. They all finally got up and they jumped on him. They beat him up and they got him buried. They buried him underneath chairs. Fucking, um, I think they threw like the thing, like the fucking ramp that keep the fans away from the thing on him. They grabbed a big ass poker chip. The poker chip they used last year for uh, when John Moxley made his debut and gave Kenny Omega the DDP or DDT. They used that same poker chip and they put that big ass sucker on top of him as well. Like I said, it was, it was funny because he, he was gone for a good five, 10 minutes. Um, and then everyone started fighting. And then finally he kind of like, he fucking, they, who, who was it? I think Joey Janela. They gave Joey Janela a power bomb on the thing. It was badass. Um, really good match I, I some people are mad about it because brian cage dominated he's a huge guy if you guys know who brian cage is if you don't know who brian cage is look him up brian cage is a big motherfucker and brian cage won the match brian cage won the ladder match so brian cage is the number one contender for the title is it john moxley is it fucking Brody lee he's worsening one of those guys at Firefly, Firefest, and it's I can't wait. Match is good. The match itself, I'll give it a three stars, just because I did not like the thing that they did with Orange Cassidy, and I did not like the fact that, like I said, I liked it and I didn't like it at the same time that Brian Cage dominated and won. I'm don't think he should have won. I think they should have gave it to Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen was in that match too. Did I say that? 
Um, Darby Allen also had an amazing spot where he fucking went on top of the ladder with the skateboard and he jumped off to, to like land on the, uh, I can't remember whose head. And the dude obviously got out of the way because that would kill him. And he fucking did a great spot, but bad spot at the same time because it fucked him up. Next match on the night was MJF, aka Better Than You, versus Jungle Boy. Match went back and forth. MJF, then again, he pretended to be hurt. He was on the he was on the ground holding his knee, like, oh my god, it hurts. Uh, the referee was checking on him, and as the referee was checking on him, and Jungle Boy was kind of like looking at the crowd, which obviously is the wrestlers. MJF got up and clotheslined the fuck out of Jungle Boy. Um, went for a pin. MJF. Uh, yeah. So Jungle Boy after that he got back up and then he did a move to MJF. MJF was on the ground. Jungle Boy went for the pin. MJF had a rope break. MJF won the match by doing a schoolboy. TNT title match, Lance Archer versus Cody Rhodes. The match was good. Mike Tyson presented the belt. A lot of people are hating the belt, but they made it very clear during the presentation that that's not going to be the final cut for the belt. Obviously, with this pandemic, the, everyone's close. The people that was they're going to add golding, gold plating to the belt itself. And people are hating on it because it's silver plating right now. And the, door, the design right now looks shit because it's silver plating. But I've seen a lot of the f- what, it will, what it will look like or what it should look like with the gold plating. And I like it. So people just need to relax. Be patient. We're in a pandemic. There's not much we could do. Be patient. Uh, Mike Tyson presented it. Uh, there was a funny part where, like, Mike Tyson was... He was he was sitting there watching the whole match. And then there was a part where Mike Tyson was yawning. Um, a lot of people got hate on that. Like, oh, obviously you're only going to yawn if it's a boring match. And the match is fucking good. The match itself was fucking good. Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes performed really well. I gave that match four stars. Um, it was good. Jake the Snake and... They did not have to be out there. It is what it is. I get it. They're your coaches. But it, I don't know. Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes did amazing by themselves. Cody Rhodes won the match. I am bitter. I'm happy Cody Rhodes won the match. I'm a fan of Cody Rhodes. As you guys know, I've been a fan of Cody Rhodes since day one. Um, WWE days, I loved Cody Rhodes. If you guys watched me when I first started doing my podcast, when it was just a YouTube thing before I went on Spotify, Google Podcasts. I always talked about how much I liked Cody Rhodes, and I was always a fan of Cody Rhodes. So I'm happy he won. I'm happy he got a title, but I'm also bitter because now this gives everyone that are the haters, so-called, and the AEW, uh, the WWE marks, now they have something to bitch about. Oh, oh, is going to be one of those companies that all the old WWE old-timers are going to be the champions. As of now, yes, that's the case. John Moxley was a champion. Chris Jericho was a champion. And now Cody Rhodes is the TNT champion. Now that gives them something to bitch about. I'm also happy because I like Cody Rhodes, but it it's just annoying because I feel like they're doing it on purpose to give the hater something to hate about, but it's just, ah, ah, <sighs> it is what it is. Good match. 
Penelope Ford versus Chris Statliner. Guys, I honestly had to text my friend about this match because um, it busted uh, my stream that I was watching. It skipped this match. Uh, they did not show this match. And before I get hate, if you love the company so much, why don't you pay for it? I did pay for it. I paid $25. Me and my buddy, we split the payment, $25.25. But for whatever reason, my TV was not letting me watch it. It was not letting me, because I said you got to turn ad, blocker, ad blockers off. I turned ad blockers off, and it still wouldn't play. I tried to chrome, Chromecast off my phone. It wouldn't work. I got sick and tired. Me and my friend were trying to watch it. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to stream it. So I did try to pay for it. So before you guys hate, I did try paying for it. It just didn't work. I don't know why I paid 25 Well, at least I paid something. All right. So when I got the stream back on, it was Sean Spears in the ring. He was yelling, oh, where is he? Oh, Dustin Rhodes ain't here. Dustin Rhodes did not show up. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, he was a jerk, and he did the whole thing where you hear the music, you hear the music, and everyone's looking like, oh, he's here. And then Ty saw Sean Spears was laughing. Ha ha, you guys thought uh, it's so easy to trick you guys that uh, all you had to do was play the music and blah, 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 blah. And then the music played again, and Sean Spears was yelling, I said, just play it once. You're only supposed to play it once. And then bro, uh, Mama said Brody Lee. <laughs> uh, Brandy Rose came out, and then she's looking at him, and then Dustin Rhodes was in the back of him. And the match was like a minute, maybe two minutes, and Dustin Rhodes destroyed him. The two Rhodes, my family members, got the wins tonight, put themselves over. Cheetah versus... Nyla Rose for the women's championship. Can I guys? I have one more page, guys. I have one more page of notes. So, guys, I'm sorry. I did not take much notes. But I do have a subject I need to talk about. So, we're okay. Nyla Rose versus Sheeta. Guys, this match. This match was good. Really good. Sheeta and Nyla Rose overperformed in my opinion i actually get this match four stars 4.5 i i was a fan of it i usually during the women matches i usually go to the bathroom i'm on my phone i'm on instagram uh, tweeting whatever getting notes ready what did i miss practicing the podcast in my head and then i look the match was really good the match was really good Brody Lee versus John Moxley. Brody Lee versus John Moxley was a great match. Um, they had a moment where John Moxley gave Brody Lee, I'm gonna call it DDT because I can never pronounce the brand paradigm paradigm shift. Uh into the entrance, like the entrance trap, and he went through it. And then he, they put a part where he started getting back up, and John Moxley got in the ring. Brody Lee's face all bloody. Brody, Brody Lee went back in the ring. John Moxley gave him a DDT through the entrance ramp. 
Or no, through the fucking... In the ring, he gave him the paradigm shift. Went for a pin. John Moxley kicked out... Or, or Brody Lee kicked out at one. And then John Moxley put him into a submission, making him fall asleep. Fall asleep, and he did not... Um, He did not tap out. He did not get pinned. So Brody still looks like a fucking monster. He still looks unbeatable. Um, So I'm excited for that. See what they do with him next. Match itself was four stars. Not five. Yeah, could have been five. Gave it four. Did I not take notes for the... I did not take notes for the last match. Huh, well... I'm a failure at life. Guys, I'm a failure. I didn't take notes. But thank God it was such a great match. The Stadium Sampede match. The Stadium Sampede match was amazing. Was fucking golden. Great. Loved it. Um, Chris, uh, they, had, they all came out. It was like an actual football fucking entrance. They had cheerleaders out there. Um, and then the being elite part came out. Uh, Heyman Page was missing in action at the point. They all kind of charged at each other like they would as a, on a kickoff. And then a couple minutes after the match, they're all fighting. Some are in the ring, some are outside the ring on the field. Um, Hangman Page is on a horse chasing Sammy Guevara. <laughs> into like running away that was kind of funny um outcome um that was kind of funny i like that part there was also so they went into like the back of the um back of the whatever uh like back where the they sell concession the crap so they disappeared for a while um Nick Jackson did a backflip off the field goal post. That was pretty cool. Um, what else? I'm trying to think what else happened that night. Um, there was a part where I'm, uh, Matt Hardy was in the pool. Matt Hardy was in the pool, and they kept sticking his head in, and then he would change it to a, one of his old WWE characters. Stick his head in again. Another WWE character. Stick his head in again, back to a regular AEW, uh, or not really AEW, but the deletion character. That was cool. Um, They went back to Jack Jack Hager looking for him, and then they showed him in the bar drinking whiskey, and then Jack Hager sat down. Payment page asked him, do you want to fight, or do you want to drink? Are you here to fight, or are you here to drink, or whatever? And then... Um, they just, they took a shot together and then they started fighting, uh, gave him a powerbomb on the pool table, um, threw like a thing where they, he took him on the bar of his head and like threw him across the bar into all the drinks, food and onto a table, boom, back and forth. Then, uh, uh, Kenny Omega came to help him and he, they kept hitting him in the head with the bubbly. So that was awesome. Went for the pin, he kicked out. They went back into the uh, back into the field. I think it was Nick Jackson was giving um, uh, giving Sammy Guevara the fucking I can't think of the move, but like a back suplex 
over and over and over again. All the 100 yards. They made it look like I doubt he did 100 yards. But he kept doing it, kept doing it. And he yelled. When he finally got into the other end zone, he he acted, it was like a, he acted like it was a touchdown. That part cracked me up because he was doing a touchdown dance celebration. And then the referee threw a penalty flag, said, oh, um, whatever. So he got a penalty flag, 15 yards or whatever. And then Jericho went to pin. Um, went to pin. I can't remember if it was Kenny. Um, I can't remember who he pinned. Oh no! It was uh, one of the other Bucks. Went to pin him, kicked out, and then <clears throat> Jericho challenged the flag. He's like, "Oh!" He challenges it, threw a red flag, and that had to be three. That had to be three. Like no way that was two. He challenged, and she's yelling, "You, you're challenging it!" Yeah. So they went into the challenge booth, whatever, and she's yelling, "Him, you can't be in here. That's two. That's two. No, that's three. That camera's a lie." And then he's like, "You're a shitty ref." Um, but the, like the ending of the match, uh, Kenny Omega gave Sammy Guevara a one weekend angel into a box thing, like off the fucking, like off the, the seats into a thing. And it was an amazing spot. Sammy Guevara always gets a short down of the stick. They also had a part where Kenny, before that, Kenny and Matt was chasing um, chasing him in the golf cart again. Uh, kind of the replay of the segment when he got hit two weeks ago with his cart. He jumped into the crowd, and that's when they did it. They pinned him after that. One, two, three. Being elite one. They finally are cheering together. They're finally happy. Guys, it was a good moment. The match itself was amazing. The match itself was a definitely a five-star match. I was personally, I say it's my favorite match of the night because I'm selfish and I'm greedy. But the match was awesome. I loved it. Um, if you watch Being Elite on YouTube, this is a spoiler. I, once again, if you guys watch Being Elite on YouTube, this is a spoiler. Towards the end of being elite, there was a member that was part of the elite since day one. A member of being elite was in the ending of the YouTube channel, and it was Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull was in there. So that tells me that Marty Skrull will eventually make his AEW debut. In the match we wanted since day one, the blood and guts... War Games, a.k.a. technically, so if you guys don't know what it is, it's a War Games match, two, two rings, the cage over the rings. And I'm excited. I'm. This is me guessing. I don't know if this is going to happen. It could be. It could just be a shoot-off because there was also a part, like I said, in the match where Cody Rhodes did the, ooh, they did a stinger splash. But, guys, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if that happens. The Bing Elite... Real being elite, Matt Hardy's not an elite member versus Inner Circle to finally end the beef. Also, there's a part in that being elite in the beginning of it, which you guys all probably saw on Instagram if you followed the Young Bucks. Um, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson were dressed up as the Revival. Um, the Revival was supposed to do that corny gimmick with the green and the clock thing or whatever. And there was a part where they were, they were making fun of that, and Nick was like, "You you don't like you don't like what the the thing my son picked out." Blah 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 blah. 
that was funny. They posted a thing on Twitter or Instagram, and Chris Jericho commented on it. Um, that's that's fucking good shit. Damn it, that's some good shit. Damn it. And Matt Hardy was said he's dying of laughter. Blah blah. blah. The show itself, nine nine stars, nine out of ten, nine out of ten, guys. I love the show. I had a friend over watching it with me. He's not really a big wrestling fan. He watches WWE with me and my roommate every once in a while. But he, I had him sit there and watch. Do you want to come over? I said, you can come over all you want. I'm, I'm going to be drinking beer and watching AEW. And he came over and he said he loved it. So that makes me happy. Um, so that's all I had to say about that. Guys, I'm going to take two minutes of my day to talk about a subject about another f- podcaster. Nowhere compared to me. He's huge on YouTube. JD from New York. JD from New York is getting hate because he posted a video about a month or two ago about uh, Alexa Bliss being bad in the ring. Um, bad in the ring and her bed skills are probably just her laying there in bed, not doing nothing. And someone uh, by the name of Gay D from New York posted this 15 minute, 15 second clip of him saying this about Alexa Bliss and sent it to Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss got mad and responded to it saying, excuse me, how are you going to, you know, you, you could do all your job all you want and you could review wrestling, but how, you cannot talk about me and the blah, 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 blah. Braun Strowman said something about it. Mick Foley personally DM'd him about it. Um, uh, Road Dog said something to him about it. Um, Maria Kanellis said something about it. Everyone in their everyone in wrestling business, like the fan, the wrestlers themselves, were messaging him. Sonya Deville, I think, said if she saw him in person, she was gonna knock his ass out. Fans were sending him death threats, saying that I hope you die, guys. Here's my thing: Did JD what he said was whatever? Like, is it right? And eh, it's whatever. His job that he's been doing. Let me tell you, five years, four years, three years, he's been doing wrestling. Uh, his job is to critique the wrestlers. His job is to analyst it. His job is to tell you how he feels. And if he does not like how you wrestle, if he does not like you in the ring, like uh, like fucking Braun Strowman or Nia Jax, he's going to tell the, his f- viewers how he feels about you. That's his job. He's been doing it forever. He talks shit about Charlotte. He talks shit about Braun Strowman. He talks shit about Bill Goldberg. He talks shit about people all the time and not once has anyone wrestling got back in him. But now because the passing of I cannot pronounce her name, but the passing of some that one uh, wrestler from Japan. Sorry that I'm sorry for not. I did not write her name down. She committed suicide because of bullying. She committed suicide because people were bullying her about her TV show and she committed suicide and that's what's making this subject such a big thing i think also the fact that alexa bliss decided to retweet it or whatever it's been happening all the time guys and now because there was a girl who committed suicide 
now they think you're doing the same thing to Alexa Bliss. Guys, well, here's my thing. If you want to say JD bullied Alexa Bliss, why the fuck are you guys bullying JD then? Two wrongs don't make a right. You guys are saying way worse things to JD than JD said about anyone in the roster. You're telling him that you hope he fucks his mom, and then when he does so, he goes to prison for doing it. And if he had a sister or a cousin, they you want them to com- you hope they commit suicide, and that JD provides the rope. You guys said you will uh, you will dig up, you will unbury his dead grandmother and fuck her. You guys are saying horrible things to JD about killing. Uh, you guys are gonna kill him and so forth. First of all, two wrongs will make a fucking right. Also, Jay, like I said, Jim, what about Cornette? What about what about Jim Cornette? Jim Cornette has been doing this for years. Did you not see the things he said about Dana Brooke about her having a uh, fucked up face and look what the fuck happened to her face and Alexa, uh, Beth, uh, not Beth Phoenix, my bad, uh, Becky Lynch. How the hell is she pregnant? Why the fuck is she gonna be pregnant? Come back fat and stretch marks. Blah 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 blah. No, no, shout out to you, Joe Cronin. If you watch this, I, you know, you, I'm a fan of you. I've been a fan of you for a long ass time and I will always support you. But Joe Cronin does the same shit. It's their job. And no, you obviously get the fans hating at him because the fans will always hate. But no one has ever did it. But now that Alexa Bliss made a big deal about it, I think everyone's overreacting. I'm not mad, too mad about Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss, if I was in her situation, I would be mad too. But two wrongs will make it right. It was fucking Memorial Day. We were supposed to honor the people who died for us and people that fought for us. And we're over here fucking bitching about and crying about a fucking old video. It wasn't even recent. It was two, three months old. It wasn't even recent. Get over it. Guys, if you have any input on what I just talked about, follow my links. At Legion Goon on Twitter. Shoot me a DM. My DMs are open. Find me on Facebook at Legion of Goon. Find me on Instagram. Shoot me a message. Thank you guys so much for liking. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being with me throughout this 30-minute podcast. I did not think was going to last 30 minutes. I appreciate it. I fuck with you guys. I will always fuck with you guys. And I am sorry for all the swearing. I just... Um, this fucking whole situation got me shooked and it pisses me off. So I apologize for everything, but thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of Legion of Creed podcast, episode number seven with your host, Big Mike's Entertainment. I'm out.